Agatha Christie's Poro. From the thrill-packed pages of Agatha Christie's unforgettable stories of corpses, clues, and crime, Mutual now brings you, complete with bowler hat and brave mustache, your favorite detective, Hercule Poirot, starring Deepa Patel in the case of the careless victim. Before meeting Hercule Poirot in his first American adventure, it seems only fitting for the millions of faithful readers who have followed the little Belgian detective's career in book form to meet the famous lady who created this famous character. So it's our privilege to present a message from Agatha Christie, introducing Hercule Poirot from London, England. The next voice you hear will be Miss Agatha Christie. I feel that the, that this is the occasion that would be uh, that would have appealed to Hercule Poirot. He would have done justice to the inauguration of his radio program, and he might even have made it seem something of an international event. However, as he's heavily engaged on an investigation about which you will hear in due course, I must, as one of his oldest friends, deputize for him. The great man has his little foibles, but really I have the greatest affection for him. And it is a source of continuing satisfaction to me that there has been such a generous response to his appearance on my books, and I hope that this, his new career on the radio will make many new friends for him among a wider public. Thank you, Miss Agatha Christie. And now, Mutual presents Hercule Poirot in his first American adventure, The Case of the Careless Victim. Mademoiselle? What? This is a cozy room apartment renting agency. Yeah, we got something to rent, yeah. I have a desire to rent an apartment. Who hasn't? Please, mademoiselle, do not jest. Allons, I have with me a brief dossier of my requirements. Please to read it. Well, all right. Gentleman desires uh, bright suns, sunshining apartment, of reasonable quietness, near the heart of the city, should be furnished by the utmost charm, French providential, if possible. Price is no consequence, as long as it's very reasonable. Mm. Please <laughs> communicate with Hotel Windsor, Hucle, P-O-I-R-T, Poirot. No, 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 mademoiselle. The name is Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Well, I wish you luck, Mr. Poirot. Finding an apartment, mademoiselle, is not a matter of luck. It is a matter of employing the little gray cells. If you can find an apartment for me, please do me the kindness to inform me. Sure, if you'll do something for me. What is that? If you can find an apartment for me, please do me that kindness to inform me. <laughs> Going up? Lord, please. Number five. You are new here, no? 
Uh, yes, sir. Only came on yesterday. You're Mr. Parrot, right? Poirot. Well, Mr. Perot, uh, well, Perot, one of the boys pointed you out. Here you are, sir. Vip floor. Ah! Oh, oh, a thousand apologies, madame. Oh, not at all. Entirely my fault. Madame appears troubled. Perhaps I may be of some slight assistance? No! Well, uh, if you sure you don't mind. But of course not. You see, it's my door. It won't open. Aha! And where is this obstinate door? It's right down the corridor, room 515. If I may have the key? But that's just it. The door isn't locked. I left it open only ten minutes ago. Indeed. Madame is very trusting. Here it is. You see? Stuck! One punch. It is not precisely stuck, Madame. It gives a trifle. This door is barricaded. Oh my goodness! Ah, voila! She moves, eh? Oh, thanks a million. Now, what do you suppose? No. Wait, madame. Perhaps it is better if I look first. Ah, alas. It is as if I have feared. What is it? You do not know? Look! Oh, it's a man. And is, is he? Oui, madame. He has been strangled. This is murder. I must compliment you, madame. Your color is, it is excellent, and you did not even commence to faint. For one who... I don't fall apart in a crisis, if that's what you mean. And furthermore, I'm not a madam. I'm mademoiselle, by choice. Wait, Miss... Yep, you just realized that the woman is also Fletcher. Because she hadn't been introduced yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. <laughs> well, hey, this is the kind of stuff that we, we expect when we purposefully go in blind. So how do we do this? <laughs> so do you want to keep being Miss Fletcher? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they, just go well, ahead I'll and take it. over, Kristen. Like, it's okay, just about fine. getting the lines yeah, that's right. That's fine. That's fine. We've know, done no, trades fine. before. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. fine. <laughs> hey, man, that was our first real like script uh, curveball. <laughs> I was waiting for to take over as soon as Barry started talking. <laughs> 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 you felt bad. He's gonna have to commit to that voice for the entire episode, didn't well, you? <laughs> No, what the problem is, is I'm going to have to commit to that voice for the rest of the episode. <laughs> we'll just, it's, it's, we'll uh, bewitch this. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just, you're, 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 you're fine. I prefer uh, French print, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, if you'll, 
<laughs> oh, you go ahead. Let's do the same thing at the same time. And now, and now. if you get that corpse uh, <laughs> out of here, I'd like to sit out. That I regret. I cannot do, mademoiselle. The body must not be touched before the police arrive. Police? Well, yes, of course, the police. I'm calling them now. Hello? Hello? Ah, Inspector Stevens. It is I, L.Q. Poirot. Alas, no, I have not yet found the apartment, but I have found something of perhaps more interest. A corpse. Hmm. Right here in my hotel. Room number... 515. Number 515. Mademoiselle, what are you doing with the body? None. I was just trying to see his face. You will have the opportunity. <laughs> you will have the opportunity later. Pardon, Inspector. We are room 515. Bien. We shall expect you immediately. Eh, bien, Miss Fletcher. Now that you have observed the face of this unfortunate one, perhaps you will be good enough to tell me who he is. Wait, wait, wait. You fell will. out of that accent faster than Carrie Fisher in Star I Wars. I did. Oh, brilliant. God. That was so hard. This is so hard. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's fun. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Kristen, pick up whenever you're ready. Yep. I certainly will not. Who do you think you are? Ah, oh, mademoiselle, permit me to present myself. I am Hercule Poirot, formerly chief of the Belgian Surat. Yeah, and who says that's what you say? Now look, Mr. Parrot, I've read plenty of detective stories and none of them had a detective that looked anything like you. I'll wait for the police and ask the questions. As you desire, mademoiselle. I merely wish to point out one thing. It is you the police will question first. Me? But of course, you are the most likely suspect, no? Well, all right. What do you think they want to know? First, what are you doing here in this hotel? Why, I live here for ten solid years, ever since I left Waskigu McMain. And what do you do? <laughs> what is your... What is your occupation? Why? Why? I don't have an occupation. I've got a little income, and I like it here in New York. In the last few years, I've been doing war work, Red Cross and things like that. You seem a little trifle vague, mademoiselle. Now, about this man, who is he? I don't, I don't know. I never saw him before in my life. Mademoiselle, I advise you to consider your answers with care. Do not forget, a man lies dead in this room. I can't help that. I don't know who he is or how he got here. I told you I was out of the room for ten minutes. That may be, Miss Fletcher, but it does not help you. This man has been dead for at least one hour. How do you know? If you will touch the body, you will observe it is already beginning to cool. Therefore, mademoiselle, if you left this room only ten minutes ago, your situation is indeed grave, for this man was already dead. Oh, but I couldn't have done it. So? And why not? Because his body was lying right across the doorway. You know perfectly well I couldn't get through this doorway and still leave the body wedged against it. Belgian surety to indeed. 
Hmm. Very good, mademoiselle. But you could have murdered him in here, made your departure by way of the fire escape through the room overhead, and come down inside the building to this corridor, where you so innocently made my acquaintance. You see, there is evidence that the fire escape has but recently been used. Now, it is not so amusing, eh? Well, I don't care. I had nothing to do with this. I know you detectives. You out of you're out to get a suspect, and just because a man was murdered in my room. Gently, gently, mademoiselle. All is not lost. Fortunately, you deal with Hercule Poirot, who goes one step beyond the obvious. You see, this poor man was not murdered in your room. He was killed in the room overhead. But but why? Why kill him upstairs and leave him on my doorstep? That, mademoiselle, we shall discover in due course. Great job pronouncing that uh, Native American name like a true New Yorker, Kristen. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. No, it was great. It was perfect. An airtight alibi. I come from this place. I can't say. All right, we got to pick up with Miss Fletcher whenever you're ready. All right, Mr. Pirate. Now that you've gotten the corpse safe <laughs> locked in my room and outside, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Sleep on the fire escape? I do not think that will be necessary, mademoiselle. You are coming with me to the lobby where we shall wait for my friend, Inspector Stevens. He will see that you are comfortably sheltered for the night. Oh, well, tell me, Mr. Poro, how do you figure that murder took place upstairs? It is not apparent, Miss Fletcher. Please, to Please to squeeze the bell for the elevator. I look out of your window and observe the fire escapes. And what do I find? Everywhere the dust reposes peacefully. Well, naturally. That's to help us too busy to polish fire escapes. Ah, mademoiselle. But on our one stairway, one landing up from your window, all is disranged. There is a broad, clear path through the dust and is precisely the width of the human body. And since the path extends to the floor above, it is obvious that the body has been dragged down from room 615. Also on the garments of the dead man, the trousers, uh, the left elbow and across the shoulders, there are unmistakable traces of rust. Ah, voila, the elevator. Going down? Monsieur, would you be so good as to explain why you were so long in arriving? Uh, uh, this is an old car. Every once in a while it gets a little fritzy. Comment? On the fritz? Out of order. Yeah, I got stuck on the ninth. You have been stuck on the ninth floor all this time? Yeah, that's right. That is difficult to believe. Why? Because the indicator has been pointing to the basement. Ah, that indicator? As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops. I am not so sure that is true of the indicator, but unquestionably, monsieur, it is true of the too clever murder. As soon as anything goes wrong, it flops.
Eh, Mia, Inspector Stevens, there is a situation. An unknown man strangled to death in one room and dragged down the fire escape to another. For all, if this body's the person I think it is, the commissioner will have my head. Eh? Mon ami, forgive me. You seem agitated. And we, we were warned, too. I assigned my best man to guard him. The smartest cop of my force, Sam Tremble. Good lord, Perot, there'll be an, internal, an international scandal. Gently, mon ami. You go too fast, even for Hercule Poirot. Who is this magnificent figure of international importance? Parrish. Jonathan Parrish. Parrish. Ah, oui. The name rings a bell. He's the big currency expert, eh? That, that's right. He's on his way to Europe to set up the new paper currency for the liberated countries. Checked in at the Windsor today. Was supposed to pick up some papers, dyes and inks, and then hop a bomber tonight. Uh, fifth floor, please. An enormous undertaking, and one of the great importance. And I was responsible for his safety. He's supposed to be an eccentric sort of guy. No photographs, no publicity. Tremble was the only man on the force who knew him at all, and Tremble failed. You see what this means, Perot? <sighs> I see only this, my friend. We have arrived at the first step of the solution of this distressing murder. For now, we know the motive. This way, Inspector. This is the room. Mademoiselle Fletcher, your key. Here you are. I'll never live this down. You exaggerate, mon ami. Even the best of men sometimes fail. Regard, Inspector, here is your corpse. Hmm, well, they certainly did a thunderation. You are shocked, Monsieur? Perot, do you realize what's happened? But of course, Inspector. It is not Jonathan Parrish who has been murdered, but your own faithful policeman, Sam Tremble. Perot, that's not very funny. You knew it all the time. Pardon, mon ami. I knew nothing of the sort. But you distinctly told me. No, Inspector. You told me. To the dead man was an unknown corpse. It could be anyone. But when you speak of two men... One, a wealthy financier of international importance, and another police officer. By employing the little gray cells, it is not difficult to conclude that a corpse with a large, high, comfortable shoes and a plain suit is a policeman. Oh, uh, of course. I'm sorry. Monsieur, there's no time now for the profuse apologies. You're, you're right. We, we, we got to get to Parish at once. The poor guy doesn't even know his bodyguard's gone. Hello? Hello? Hello, operator. What room is John Parrish in? Eh? 6.15? Hold on. Perot, that's the room directly over this one, where Tremble was killed. Precisement. Operator, let me talk to Parrish. I think you will find the gentleman does not answer. Why not? Obviously, he would not witness a murder without reporting it. On the other hand, he too may. Good lord, you Perot. Know. Do you think he's dead too? He... We know he received a warning from Hillary Kent. I do not follow you, mon ami. Huh? Oh, I don't blame you. Hillary Clint... 
Hillary Kent is a criminal egomaniac. Ah, one who commits crime chiefly for the pleasure of baffling the police, eh? Exactly. Well, this Hillary Kent, or someone who calls himself Hillary Kent, is one of those guys. He pulled off a few clever jobs and got away with them. We don't know anything about him, but whoever he is, he's got to get his thrill out of every job. So he makes it a rule to warn his victims. Ah, me. I know well the type. Ah, Monsieur Parrish, I take it he has received such a warning. Right. Now you see why I signed my best man. Eh bien. But now we must hasten upstairs to Mr. Mr. Parrish's room. Already it may be too late. I'll go too. I don't want to stay here with this body. You'll stay right here, Miss Fletcher, until I give you permission. Inspector, if you do not mind. Myself, I am aware. I, I am not averse to Miss Fletcher's company. I find her very intriguing. Oh, uh, no answer. But naturally, you did not expect the murderer to sit down and wait for us? You will have to employ the passkey. Remember, Miss Fletcher, you're not to touch anything. It's perfectly all right. I'm wearing gloves. The inspector is thinking of fingerprints? Moi, I do not think he will find any. Monsieur Kent, or whoever the killer may be, is too clever to leave any such traces. Well, maybe, but I want to be sure we don't lose even the tiniest clue. An excellent approach, mon ami. There are many interesting things we may learn here about Monsieur Parrish. He certainly gets around a lot. We, oui. The labels on his luggage are from the four corners of the earth. Miss Fletcher, I said you're not to touch anything. For goodness sake, it's only a book. Books may be of great significance. Ah, we. Oui. This one, for example, it is no ordinary book. It is a stamp album of great value. Hmm. Some of these stamps are almost without price. Ah, very interesting. This squatch model blue. Ah, put up your hands, all of you! Thunderation! Oh no! <laughs> Thunderation! Don't move, I said don't move! Have no fear, monsieur. I will not dispute the authority of your gun. And right there is our commercial break, so we're going to cut there this week. Uh, Dan, I have uh, two things to say to you. Regular <laughs> omento. Yep. <laughs> you nailed the accent. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> This is good, Deep, but this is actually, like, I didn't realize, you know, I, you know, a lot of the fun of doing these is, like, the hamminess and the cheesiness. Mm. Um, but, like, this is actually pretty well written, so it's kind of refreshing yeah. and unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I love it.